And what I'm sure is a totally erroneous quote, Julius Caesar once said, when you lose, you learn about who you are. Unless that loss is the LSU. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good. Maybe we should have different music after a loss. That's almost a little, that's almost a little too, I love, our, I love our intro music, but, uh, and, and I, I whistle it when it's on, but yeah, uh, hard to Not whistle, today, bro. to whistle today. What's the, what, what is it when the, uh, when like you have a military funeral or burr, 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 burr. that's the worst <laughs> trumpet ever. Uh, Jimmy, we're going to talk about, uh, the loss to LSU and there's no other look first of all I'm wearing uh, uh just threw this shirt on not really an athlete it's uh because I think we will be the subject I think it's coach 30 I think that's his name but um he does the great little thing where he's the coach and also like the three guys that he always makes fun of every single week I don't know you've seen it I'm sure I fed it doesn't matter I'll put a link to it um but, uh, yeah, Jimmy, that was tough, man. And I did a solo episode last night because um, you weren't quite ready. I have no problem saying that. And I think that's cool. I think that's fine. Um, so you've had, uh, I don't know, 12 hours to sulk and, and ponder and sleep and drink. So what do you think now? I think I need to drink more and sleep more. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I mean – the, the, you know, there's no real positives, I mean, to take from the fact that most likely, I mean, Alabama's postseason hopes are over. There's still a path in, but I don't even think that that's worth discussing. I think what is worth discussing is where this team goes from here. Uh, I don't want to watch our, our guys lose to Lane Kiffin. Uh, I don't want to see that happen. Uh, so I do think it's important for any number of reasons that we have a bounce back performance against Ole Miss. Uh, and and here, here's the thing. We haven't played great, you know, really at any point this season, except against bad teams. So I think a win at Oxford would be big simply because we haven't beaten anyone that's really good. And Ole Miss is, is really good. I mean, sitting here at, 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 at eight and one, uh, you know, uh, after nine games, they're, they're a good team. So I, I do think that's worth talking about. But in terms of why we lost, you know, a few things, a couple of those bad luck. We really missed Deontay Lawson last night. I'm not blaming it all on 42. That's, that's not what I'm saying. But we talked about the X's and O's a lot since the Tennessee game, Luke. And we talked about how defending Jaden Daniels is similar to defending Hendon Hooker. And, and you have to defend Hooker with the spy. Well, Lawson is ideally suited for that role. And uh, and he held Hendon Hooker, by the way. Hendon Hooker didn't have a huge game rushing against Alabama at all because we did have the spy on him, and Lawson did a good job. But we didn't have Deontay Lawson last night. We had to play the backup, and he's just not as athletic as Lawson. And Jaden Daniels ended up rushing for not only right at 100 yards or almost 100 yards, 
uh, really the two or three biggest plays of the game in my mind were Jaden Daniels runs and we didn't have Lawson out there to defend it. I, I believe he would have made a big difference. So that was one injury bad luck that Alabama had. A second injury bad luck was Bryce's shoulder. And I know people say, wait a minute, he looked fine last night, even threw it 51 times. The biggest play in the game, Luke, was the interception that Bryce threw in the first quarter, I think on the first possession. Uh, Alabama would have gone up 7 nothing. It was a, a really good drive uh, that Alabama running and passing, got it all the way inside the five where Bryce threw the interception. Uh, and watching the replay of that a few times, I, I'm one. I'm, I'm personally 100% convinced Bryce did not run the ball because he's trying to protect that shoulder. He probably would have had a similar looking play as to the play that hurt his shoulder when he reached out. You remember his arm was extended when he was tackled to the ground uh, by Drew Sanders at Arkansas that caused the injury. It would have been a similar looking play had Bryce tried to scramble in the end zone, which is what he should have done. And I think there was some indecision there. There was the, okay, it opened up. I'm going to run it. Oh my God, my shoulder. I'm not going to run it. I'm going to throw it instead. That ended up being the pick. That that play decided the game as much as any play in the whole 60 minutes. That play uh, determined the outcome. So, and, and again, in my mind, directly related to Bryce's shoulder. These aren't making excuses. I'm just listing reasons Alabama didn't win the game. And I'll also list beyond that drive. It was an extremely poor performance by the offense for three quarters. Fourth quarter was really good. I don't know what happened there. First three quarters, atrocious on offense. Fourth quarter was good. Uh, defensively, it was fine until it mattered. And, and my big problem with the defense last night, look, if, if you only give up 24 to LSU and only 360 yards, you, 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 you played okay on defense. We didn't give up too many points and didn't give up too much production. But the problem with the defense was – Every time the offense would do its part and put us in a position to win the game, the defense immediately let LSU drive the field and get points. LSU answered every Alabama score through the whole game. And that's where it was very disappointing defensively that when the offense did its part, that's when the defense didn't step up and get a stop. Yeah, I agree with you right there. Um, I, boy, that – I appreciate what you're saying. You know I do. At the same time, I can't help but feel like um, even trying to take my crimson glasses off that, I mean, I think we got to give LSU a little more credit here too. And here's the other thing. You and I are so deep into the um, Alabama program, meaning, you know, we know, we feel like we know these kids, even though we don't really know them. You might know them more than I am. But so we naturally assume maybe they're better than they are. Um, maybe our defense, maybe our players aren't as good as we thought they were. I mean, that's, I think that's fair. I'd look I think at it. That, that's, that's, there is something look. to that. Uh, I, I mean, and this, this is what I mean. And I said it last year too. And I think it's a trend that needs to be reversed and hopefully signing the number one recruiting class this December will, will help improve the talent level because the talent level does need to improve. We need to have more good players than we have right now. Um, I think here's a weird thing. I think we, Alabama might set a draft record in April for the most players taken in an NFL draft, which is stunning to say after last night, right? But virtually, virtually the entire group will be drafted on day three. 
And that's not complaining that, oh, man, we're stuck with all these day three draft races. You know, that that makes us better than basically everyone that's not Georgia or Ohio State. Uh, What I'm saying is there could be 15, 16 Alabama players taken in the draft. That will set a record. But of those 15 or 16, Luke, maybe 12 of them are going on day three. And that's not what we've seen in typical Saban drafts where we had so many guys in the first round. This year's likely to be two or three at the most. There won't even be a ton on day two, you know, the round two and three. But there will be a ton of players taken. And I think that's where the slip is, right? We've gone from putting first-round dudes all over the field to putting uh, fourth- and fifth-round dudes all over the field. And that, that, that's that, and, and so in that way, I, I do think what you said is, is accurate. It's not what it was. And it probably explains why we're, in essence, if you're ranking the teams this year, like, okay, who's the best team? All the, Alabama's probably really the sixth or seventh best team in the country and, uh, and not the first, second, or, or, or third, like they've been for, for seemingly ever. And I think it's that slip from first, second-round guys to third, fourth, fifth-round guys. Uh, I can tell you, I want to tell you now about LinkedIn jobs. And I, I know at least two coordinators that may want to take a look at this. Um, <laughs> uh, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business or college football team. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can add your job very simply on LinkedIn jobs and just use the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and helps you find them faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. Um, Yeah, I think, look, I I think we got to go there now when you talk about the coordinators. Yeah. Um, I think we've passed the the line of no return here um, where I, I'm not going to – I don't want Bill O'Brien at Alabama anymore. Maybe maybe somebody else does. I feel like I've tried to be more responsible about this and not say that out loud on this podcast, which we are trying to make as reputable as possible, even though we tell terrible jokes sometimes and we tell terrible stories sometimes and we're wrong sometimes. I've, I've also wanted to take the responsibility of being like, look, I don't want to be um, immediate reaction guy usually, but as somebody tweeted this and, and I talked about it in the solo episode last night that it feels like we're wasting um, Bryce Young. And I, I get what he's saying. He also said it's a shame Bryce Young doesn't have a national championship ring. He does. He gets one he from 2020. He does. Um, and he did play for a national championship and he did have his two best receivers hurt, which hurt. But I feel yeah. like now I'm looking at this going, man, we sh- it's revisionist history, but we should have seen this coming. I mean, we have no dudes at receiver. And again, I, I I'm not. Every time I read that, I, I, I get what people are saying. I think it's a shame that Bryce Young isn't going to be the starting quarterback on an Alabama national championship winner. I think that is a shame for sure. But to say we wasted it, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like that phrasing at all because it completely – it completely forgets the fact. I'm not making excuses, but we would have won the national championship had John Mechie or Jamison Williams stayed yeah. healthy for the that's Georgia game. We would have. That's not me, that's not Bill O'Brien's fault. That's not Nick Saban's fault. That's just 
that's the football gods. I mean, that's just the way it that's the way it went. We would have won the national championship with a healthy receiver core. And this year, while it's not the reason at all, but Bryce was injured. And he's been injured for more than half the season. And as I pointed out in the first segment, it's still even to some extent affected the outcome of last night's game. Now, I just feel like wasted means like, I mean, what Texas A&M's got going on is a real disaster. They're about to be the first team in 13 years to start out in the preseason top six and not finish uh, at 500 or better. I mean, that's a that's a disaster. Uh, Alabama has lost two games by four points on the road to top 10 football teams. That's – it's not – It's different. It's different. It's different. Jimmy, let me, let me get back to Bill O'Brien for a second. Though. Oh, yeah. And, and by the way, I'm not defending Bill, Bill O'Brien. Yeah. And this is what I've said about him, and I don't mean to interrupt. Sorry about that. But my, it's not like my mind has changed about that. I've been saying it all along. Everybody that wants Alabama for there to be a change, Bill O'Brien's not going to be the OC next year. That, that's my strong take. And I'm not saying Nick Saban should fire him or that Nick Saban is going to fire him. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't think Bill O'Brien will be Alabama's OC next year. I've said that basically since September. So that hasn't changed. So everybody that wants that change, you're, you're going to get your wish. I think Nick Saban should fire him. I would be all for firing him immediately, frankly. And I, I know that sounds a little silly, but I feel like the fans at least would be like, okay, there's Nick Saban of old. You know, if we fire Lane Kiffin right before the national championship game, right. I don't see any problem firing Bill O'Brien after these de- debacles. And again, the problem is, and they are debacles. I mean, look, this isn't Bryce Young's fault. Bryce Young has thrown for 800 yards in our two losses. Now, he's only thrown for two touchdowns, I think it is, in our two losses, but 800 yards um, and only one interception. But there's got to be some other if, – if the guys we have can't make this offense go, then we need to either, A, switch whatever scheme it is, or, B, use new guys. And last night – now, somebody smarter than me can tell me this. It felt like we were forcing the ball a lot to Ja'Cory Brooks. Bryce was trying to make a hero out of Ja'Cory Brooks, if you ask me. I felt that way. I felt like he was, he was like, I'm going to get the ball to you. And a few, more than a few times, Ja'Cory made a couple of plays. But there was one play towards the end where Ja'Cory is um, – he kind of broke free, and he stumbled. If he doesn't stumble, it should be a, either a touchdown or a long game. And then on another big play, uh, right before the field goal, he had it right in his hands. He didn't catch it cleanly, and uh, the defensive back knocked it out of his hands. And I'm thinking, you know, hey, look, this isn't fair that you're not Devontae Smith or Henry Ruggs or, or Jalen Waddell or Jerry Judy, but they all make that play you got to make that play. We need you to make that play. You need to make that play. And, again, I'm not mad at any of the players. You can't be mad at somebody because they're not an NFL superstar, right? Um, But I'm saying we need to have different schemes. We need to have different game plans, whatever it is. Because we finally tried to run a screen, by the way. I've been clamoring for a screen for two years. Like, just run a screen. We finally run, run, run it. And it was so bad, we couldn't get the ball to the to Jameer Gibbs. It was so discombobulated. I was like, okay, if I'd known y'all were going to run that screen, I would have said, no, you don't know what, what's happening. And again, um, I, I fully admit Bill O'Brien knows more football than I'll ever know. But I feel like Bill O'Brien is, is either – there is some kind of loss. There's a mix-up in communication here. There's something wrong. His philosophy just isn't working. Whatever it is, we – I believe in Ja'Cory Brooks. I believe in um, 
these other receivers we have. I believe in Latu, even though we had a fumble and I thought that call was correct, even though I think it's a kind of a crappy it's a crappy rule, but I understand the call. Um, all those things. Um, I believe in the guys, even if I don't think there's future NFL Hall of Famers, I believe they're really good players. Um, but I believe we also got to put our best players on the field to make the plays happen. And, um, man, maybe it, it feels like I'm just spitting out a word salad here, but I think that's what a lot of Alabama fans are doing right this moment, right? Uh, uh, probably. I mean, that's why – I mean, I, I still feel like I need more – time to digest what happened of course i'm going to do a, the rewatch thread on bama insider's uh, message board uh, i actually look forward to it i want to see i want to see what happened again uh just to see what happened and you know the offense is on the one hand productive um uh, 460 480 yards that's really good on the road against an lsu defense weirdly there was more production than points couldn't couldn't score uh, touchdowns to the fourth quarter. That's sort of outrageous. Uh, again, I think the Bryce turnover in the first quarter was the biggest play of the whole game. Um, but offensively, this team has had a very difficult time maintaining a consistent ground game. Jameer Gibbs' numbers were actually fairly good. I think he rushed for 99 yards last night, so Gibbs was fine. Uh, Jace McClellan had a big play, you know, catching a ball. Uh, but but Alabama hasn't run it well. Uh, I know this for myself in terms of philosophy or whatever, and I think it was just sort of luck of the draw that we just ended up this way. I've sort of – Nick Saban has trained me on this big back thing. I'm sort of mentally done with small backs. It just doesn't seem to work with what Nick wants to do on offense. Having these small playmaking backs that are pass catchers, it just doesn't – it's not creating our 45 points a week joyless murder ball sort of thing. I think joyless murder ball – went out the door with 230-pound backs that, that that were like pythons that squeezed you to death. These little guys are just not building a consistent – some people blame it on the offensive line. I, I think the offensive line needs to improve as run blockers, but they're not trash. They're, they're really not. They're, they're actually, I think, pretty good uh, run blockers. They're just not great. But I, I'm sort of dumb. I, I, my personal hope, I'll say it here – and, and probably the, my hope is somehow some way it works out where Jamarian Miller, who's a bigger, more physical back than the ones have been playing this fall. I hope Miller is a bigger part of things. And we see that maybe in the bowl game. Uh, one interesting thing about the bowl, we haven't got there yet. I'm assuming we're going to a bowl uh, is uh, the bowl has turned into the first game of next season, not the last game of this season. It's the first game of, next season because all all the guys you're losing the draft they're all gone it literally is next year's team i mean if, if we play in the sugar bowl or the cap one bowl or the outback bowl wherever it ends up being or who the heck knows we haven't been in those bowls so long i can't remember the tie-ins uh you know we'll we'll jalen milrow will be the quarterback and, and i would here's an interesting thing luke boy totally off off the rails here but think about this ty's played in three games he can play in one more i I think we should still redshirt tie because why not? At this point, you get this far in the season, you should redshirt tie, but you can only play in four games, right? And the bowl counts. So I wouldn't play tie against Austin P. I'd let Bryce and then Milrow and then the walk-on, Cade Carruth, or somebody come out there and play the fourth quarter. Uh, I would save Ty's fourth game for the bowl game and maybe let him play a half of it. 
you know, but that's neither here nor there, but just occurred to me. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about bet online. Uh, look, I hope you took, uh, I hope you took LSU on the money line, I guess. I don't know. I <laughs> hope you didn't. I don't know. It doesn't matter. BetOnline is your, <laughs> BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every single game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. Um, yeah, I feel like I, I was very discombobulated with what I was saying about Bill O'Brien. And I'm sorry. Bottom line is I want him out. I also want Pete Golding out now. I've, I know the stats aren't bad. What I've learned, though, you got to go a little deeper than the stats. We needed a play last night, Jimmy, from anybody, from anybody. I don't know that we had a three and out all night long. I don't know we made them go three and out one time last night. And um, we needed somebody to step up. And you're going to tell me Will Anderson and Dallas Turner aren't dudes that can make that happen if you put them in the right position? You're going to tell me that Jaden Daniels, who's a great quarterback, I like him a lot. I loved him at Arizona State. I'm not taking a thing away from that guy. He played really well. He had almost 100 yards, and he had about 185 yards passing, plus or minus. Those aren't excellent stats, but they're they're good enough. And he played within himself, and you're telling me we they end up going 25 yards on the first play like Sean Alexander in 99 Alabama, Florida in overtime? You're right. telling me we're going to let that happen because of whatever scheme, whatever positions our guys were in? I, I'm telling you, look, dude – I'm, I'm for you. I appreciate it. But it's not working. It's not working because I go back to the Tennessee game. You know, okay, yeah, you want to say Will Reichert missed the field goal that, that hurt us? Okay, that's fair. That's very fair. But then the defense gave up two huge pass, pass plays back-to-back moments. The heck's going on? How do you do that? And so right. some people want to blame the players. I, I think you can certainly lay some blame there if you want to. But I think it's more about the coaching at this point. And, again, I'm going to – Saban didn't give two rips about any of our confidence in him, and he will always be the GOAT. He will always be the best college football coach this, in the history of college football, There, maybe in the history of any collegiate sport. He's awesome. But I do think it's important for the fans to continue to have his back. I do think that's important to have some synergy – and I do feel like to make that happen, we probably need to go in different directions. Uh, you know, as a guy who um, is in business, I know how much like when you let somebody go, how it affects families. But, but Golding and Bill O'Brien aren't going to be hurting. They're going to be fine. They'll land on their feet. And I think everything will be fine. But I think we need new directions in those two those two areas. And um, I hate saying it because it makes me feel dirty. But I think it's true. Um. I'll say about Pete, the same thing I said about Bill O'Brien, regardless of my feelings about it or regardless of how I would grade his performance, it really almost doesn't matter in this sense. I don't believe Pete Golding will be back. I don't believe that. Uh, that that's again, I'm not that's not scoop. That's not source. That's not I predict he will be the head coach or he will be D.C. at. Uh, no, no. I'm just saying asking me right now, is Bill O'Brien going to be Alabama's O.C. next year? No. Is Pete Golding going to be Alabama's D.C. next year? No, that, that's my opinion. 
if if asked that question uh in, in terms of whether he deserves it or not I, I don't i don't even think that it's it's relevant he's not going to be the, the dc that's fine I, i'll say this to get doom and gloom i'll tell you right now, i bet whoever the hires are they're going to be uh unpopular with the fans uh it, it won't it, because there is no obvious guy there's no hey let's go get this guy that everybody's on board with that's realistic I don't think the, the the hires will be popular, but they will be someone else. So everybody that wants someone else, you're going to get someone else. And uh, but for the most part, Nick Saban, I, I would say he bats not a thousand, but nearly a thousand on his hires. So, you know, I'll be excited to see who, who he picks myself. But, uh, yeah, I, I think both coordinators are, are will, will not be back. And I think with Pete, uh, he's been good. Here's the thing, Luke. I bet. I mean, his his case, his case could be made this way. <laughs> I'm sure this is true without looking it up. Although, if you go back to 2018, go back to when Pete first became Alabama's defensive coordinator, it was a 20. It was a 2019. Uh, I guess it was 2019. From 2019 through 2022, so that's 19, 20, 20, four seasons that he's been the defensive coordinator. I will bet. Over those four seasons, Alabama has given up fewer yards and fewer points than anybody in college football. I bet that's true. And and I, I, so on the one hand, it's like we probably need to make a change at D.C., and I would agree with that. And on the other hand, over four years, he's probably been the best if we're judging things by production and points. But should, should there be a change? I agree that there should be, and I believe that there will be. Well, let's see, Jimmy, and look, something we're going to touch on in, in podcast to come this week. First of all, the Alabama-Ole Miss game. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think Alabama beats Ole Miss. I think Lane Kiffin's licking his chops. I think this team is wounded, defeated. Um, they're probably as down as the fans are, and that's human nature. I'm not mad at them for being that way. I would be, too. I'd be a little, uh, you know, you're down, and you feel like you're, every one of your dreams are, 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 for this season are gone. And um, you can't help but maybe not play your best. So, yeah, if Alabama beats Ole Miss, it'll be a shock to me at this point. And um, I hate saying that. I don't feel like I want to feel that way, but I do feel that way. Um, and I don't know. I want to also say this shirt came from uh, at – wait a minute. I just looked it up. At, uh, at Mr. Go 30. His videos are hilarious. He is not paying me a thing to say this. I only brought, bought this shirt – to support him because I do think his stuff is very, very funny. Even though he makes fun of Alabama with it sometimes, I totally get it. We're going to deserve it. We're going to get a video this week. You just watch and see, and we will deserve every single moment of it. And I'd be willing to bet dollars donuts right now. One of the uh, plays he talks about is when DeMarco Helms didn't tackle. Um, I think it was Emory when uh, Emory caught the little flare pass for the first touchdown and Helms sort of gave a half-hearted attempt at a tackle. You can bet your bottom dollar. At Mr. Go 30 is going to say something about that. It's going to be funny, but uh, you know, hey, that's what happens sometimes. Sometimes you're the you're telling the joke. Sometimes you're the butt of it. But uh, Jimmy, that's going to do it for today's podcast. I'm about to throw up again. I'm so sick to my stomach about this. Um, the only good news, and and, and I you, you say this very loosely, um, I'm I guess I don't have to pay to go to SoFi Stadium this year. I mean. And I, I see, I was going to whatever national championship game, no matter how. I got a kid at Arizona State. I got another kid who's about to get a car this year. I got a kid who needs braces. I got four children and a bunch of stuff going on. And you can bet your bottom dollar, yeah, I'm just going. I'm going to find a way to go to every national championship we go to. So, 
I guess I get to save that money. Uh, anyway. Um, I just don't know what all the – I don't know what everybody is talking about yesterday and last night because the soccer game is today at 1. <laughs> all right. Oh, a soccer joke ought to make everybody feel better. Uh, <laughs> all right, buddy. Uh, we will talk tomorrow, and we're going to talk about recruiting and how and if this will affect recruiting at all, some of the commitments that maybe took visits other places. We'll talk about all that tomorrow, and as always, roll tight. Roll tight.